It's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. Well, we have a, a lot of action happening in front of us as the Belt Bowl is set oh. to kick off, Harry, between Virginia Tech and Kentucky. Wow. Yes, Kentucky. Oh, man. Jeez. Josh, of course, has a play on this game. Oh, yeah. So, so you have a play on this game. Then. So I'll be watching. Okay. Tently, right. With a lot of interest. We also have the ever-changing line that seems to be at least discussion about it with the Philadelphia Eagles. We have Sixers tonight. Yeah, this afternoon. They, they take on the Pacers today. That's right. Hot off of two straight losses. They need a win. So what happens from two to three? What do you mean from two to three? What happens on the, on the station? On our station? Yeah. I, I guess I would imagine Josh would probably uh, you know, uh, do a show for an hour, right? No, I didn't get that uh, opportunity. It's the top ten sports bash Philly moments of the decade. Oh, okay. So it's a recorded show. Yeah, Gil came in and recorded it last night. <laughs> okay. Wait a second. Gil came in last night to record the show. Last night. Yet he's not coming in to talk about the Eagles making the playoffs? <laughs> you, sir, are correct. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well... We at least are here. Look, Anthony Beck is doing this ball. We can no longer rip this ball. See, here's the thing. Anthony Gil's Beck boy, is by the, the way. What's that? That's Gil's boy. Oh, no. oh yeah, well, of course. It's all West Virginia. Yes, yeah, but to yeah. be fair, I, I knew him before. I Well, actually, I knew Mike before. I he's knew everybody's boy. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's yeah. anybody that's from this area or has worked in this well, area. According to Anthony Beck, this is Anthony Beck's words, not Gil's. Him and Gil played intramural basketball at WVU. Oh, man. Uh, that means he must have been invited to his wedding. Is that usually what happens? I mean, you're playing intramural basketball with somebody. You're tight. It's big. Right? That, that, is, that is huge. Yeah. You just don't put anybody on your team. No. Right? No, I was saying to Josh's point. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Especially if you know you're going to have somebody like Mike Gill you might have to rely on. Here's my question, and you brought up, you raised this just a few seconds ago. If Gil takes the time out of his vacation time to come in and pre-record some show to run during 2 to 3, why not just come in today 2 to 3 and do a live show and give your take on what has happened with the Eagles and all the coaching change, you know, the, all the stuff with the coaching in a nice power hour leading into the Sixers game. As opposed to a year in review? A recorded show, yeah. Or just record what you said. Like, okay, oh, you? you could do that. Yeah. yeah, you could, or if you don't want to come in live. Well, Gil could also see what we use here from our studio. Gil has that tech capability, mm -hmm. that technological capability to use a machine so that he doesn't even have to. He didn't have to go to the studio is what you're saying. Correct. Now, Josh, unfortunately, this involves more work for Josh. Of course. But, but Gil likes that. I, I think he kind of does. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he does. I that. think he's somewhat. Are somewhat, you suggesting that Gil likes to challenge me? Yeah, I think Gil gets off on making you work harder. That's my impression. Being here for nine months. Okay. I think that's a fair one to raise. You think a, so? Yeah. Yeah. The more work you do the better Mike Gill feels. <laughs> exactly. Okay. But, again, by now we have all the – maybe he didn't want to spoil something that happened ahead of time, like in this Belk Bowl. Mm -hmm. And technically, it could be 73 to nothing, and everybody's talking about it. So he didn't want to preempt that mm. and instead put in something like a year in review, which is always going to be generic and evergreen. 
Yeah, you, I mean, you could run that multiple times. Correct. Again and again. Over the next week or so. Yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. think so. Okay, so we, we do have a Sixers game at 3 o'clock, and I don't know how big of an event this is now because it's – is this like Christmas Day level? No. No? No. 3 o'clock? I mean, I'd like to On see New Year's I'd Eve? like to see the Sixers get back to that level of like – want to and intensity like they had against the Milwaukee Bucks on Christmas Day. You know, they've lost two straight games now. You got to give let's get 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 it going. Get back on, you know, back on the beam as they like to say. Back on the beam? Yeah. Is that a gymnastics term? You know, the Seattle Seahawks are now up to a 2-point favorite. That's why I said books. the ever moving, ever yeah. changing line that is this Eagles Seahawks game. People All right, so here's the theory, right? At some point, we in Philadelphia and Eagles fans and maybe some ancillary people that bet as well are going to bet this thing up to about 3, right? You think so? Two and a half, three, I think. And then I'd love to get 3. Well, then doesn't it stand to reason that we would all say, "Wow, we all got 3." Well, y'all, and then by the time it goes to kickoff, would it shock you if it was down it was to down 1 to, and a half to 2 maybe? Probably. Yeah, that that, that could happen. So, I wonder if this I mean, is a lot of activity. A lot of activity. Yeah. A lot of activity. And once again, you know, we are watching us fall victim to, "Hey, our team's in it, our team's in it," or somebody that is involved in doing something in Philadelphia is in it is in it. Let's put money on it. But yeah, up to two, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking the Eagles. I'm looking at 80-plus percent right now on Seattle. And it's moving still. It's, it's moving that way. Yeah, yeah. And, and still Seattle. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, I love that. How much do you think people are waiting it out here? Wouldn't you? If you well, know if, it's – if you, you don't you want to get it to three? I mean, I'd love – that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'd love to get three. If I get three, I'm going to swoop in. And Boom. there's – oh, like the mascot? No, not swoop. Oh. No, no. Here's the thing. 80% on Seattle so far. 84. 84%. Okay. When that thing starts dropping. That's staggering. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you're going to have to monitor that. When Mm -hmm. that thing starts dropping to like 70. Yeah. Maybe 65. Have they not been paying attention to what's going on? I don't know. I Honestly, I don't think so. Because I saw this from Bleeding Green. The Eagles and the Vikings. Are the only, did you see this? The only two teams who were left out of a video. The hype video that was put out, I believe, by the NFL, Correct. right? Yeah, Correct. I did Ten see that. Ten of 12 playoff teams. Yeah. Only Vikings ones and the out. Yeah. Vikings and the Eagles. Now, why do you anticipate, like, what, what could possibly be the reason why? I don't know, because the Vikings were in already prior to week 17, right? right? So it's not like a timing thing. Correct. Where it's like, oh, well, we had this video in the can, and we just left out Minnesota and Philly because they were the late ads, you know, to the playoff. Now, the, the Eagles were a late ad, but you would have to have had – could they have already had – the Dallas Cowboys in the video, they edit that out, and they're just like, we didn't have the Eagles in or the Vikings, Could but you, we did have Dallas. That's Wouldn't a great theory. You know, that is a great theory. You know what I'm theory. saying? Yes. I think that's a very reasonable theory here. Yeah. That they were banking on the Cowboys making it. For some reason, they thought this Eagles team, the Lux run dry, right. no Zach Ertz. They got to go on the road. Exactly. The Giants are playing well Another now. playoff game yeah. for the Eagles. Yeah. All these things. Dallas is going to roll the Redskins, and they're going to get in at 8-8. Eight and eight. Can you believe that? I, I, w- I would believe now, that. Now, what's the reason why the Vikings? That, that I can't figure out. But the Eagles does make sense. Mm-hmm. And maybe they think, right, because Carson Wentz is definitely, the NFL was in love with him when he first came into the league. He's definitely somebody that you can put up on a billboard and sell. Oh, yeah. So why would they not have him in there? At the very least, you just want a flash of an Eagles player, then put him in there. Mm-hmm. 
Should be easy enough to do. Yeah, you don't want to put Kirk Cousins in there. Okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar organization. They can't put together the, a proper video and add like a three-second clip of Carson Wentz and the Eagles logo. Yeah, you know you what I mean? I think so. It's pretty weird. Minnesota is minus eight right now, right? That's uh, what I say. Plus eight. Oh, yes, pardon me. What yeah, did I say? They're, minus they're at New Orleans. New Orleans is, yeah. right, minus eight at home. Mm-hmm. And I love the Saints. That's a heavy number. That's fine. Do you see what the Saints are doing to teams? Yeah, I know. Why would it slow? Everybody's saying, well, they have to go on the road. They have to go on the road. That's fine. When they go on the road next round. But why are they not getting a benefit of the doubt at home for this round? If, in fact, the whole argument of why they won't go to the Super Bowl and why they can't win anything is because they have to go on the road, well, then wouldn't it also swing back to their favor that they dominate at home? They are dominant at home. Yeah. yeah that, what, they lost to San Francisco, right? Correct. At home? Correct. Um, did they lose any other home? Oh, did they lose to Atlanta? Well, they lost four at home this year. Atlanta was one of them, wasn't it? Was that early? Was that a... Yes, yeah, it was. Okay. Now I was going to say, was that a regular Sunday afternoon game? I'm not sure when the game was played. Okay. But, yes, you're right. When you lose a couple like that at home. It's... Yeah, I mean, they lost at L.A. at the Rams week two. They lost at home against Atlanta in November on November 10th, 26-9, to 9, too. And then they lost to San Francisco in a shootout. That was a gr- wild game. 48-46. All right, so let's look at this real quick because you have it up as well. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that first game against the Falcons where they win 27-20, and then they reel off five straight because it's a tale of two different teams by a mile right now. You had a team that won five straight and then la- last month of the season went one and three. That's a completely different football team where you can win five straight and then you go into the playoffs losers of three or four. Yeah. And what's having, changed? Well, I mean, their, their running back situation has changed. Their offensive line. Everybody got big, hurt in that Rams injury. game. That's the first one that they lost. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know exactly when all the injries happened, but right. I mean, you know, that, that's a team that is no longer the. They used to always be able to pencil them in for seven or eight home wins. That wasn't the case this nope. year. Nope. Although you, know, you could do that seven on the road. And one on the road. Yeah. Which is bizarre. And that one loss came against the Rams in which they could have clinched with their sixth straight win. They would have clinched a playoff berth way back a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that's bizarre that you've seen a team win five straight, and then lose three or four in the final nine games of the regular season to get into the playoffs. Yeah, they're limping into the playoffs. They are. But they were, they were within, like, what, a foot of beating the Niners on week 17. Well, that's you true. Know? I that, mean, it's, it's not it's like really they're a crazy. bad football no, team. They're no, they're not. I understand. They're not. But you do look at how much they've lost in the last month versus this role that they were on, and I wonder, is this a matter of the, of the Philadelphia Eagles – capitalizing on the wave that the Seahawks are down right now? Or is this something where they get back and they get that playoff, that seasoned run? And, Mm -hmm. look, we think because we've seen this team three straight years, but Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, they've been doing it a little longer. Yeah, Russell Wilson's 4-0 against the Eagles, too. Carson Wentz is 0-3 against the Seahawks. Oof. Different teams and all, but still, that's... The game that happened, you know, week six, six weeks or so ago, 
You remember that was the game Lane Johnson missed that game, and Dillard was put in. And Andre Dillard was put in at right tackle, and he was awful. And they took him out during the game. They benched him. Remember that? Yep. And they put Vitai in yep. on the right side, and that was also the game where Brandon Brooks had the anxiety attack and did not play at right guard. So that whole right side of the line was decimated. Well, yep. You know, that's it, true. This is this happened now twice to the Eagles that I can remember. Against Atlanta Seattle? and Seattle, where the game starts and you lose personnel right out, key personnel right from the jump that directly affected the quarterback. And that was really the start of when guys were coming in that we see Carson playing with now. Yes. And Ward played in that exactly game. Exactly right. And that's why we've seen a comfort level with Ward and Wentz developed. Yet. Boston Scott, guys yeah. like that. Yeah. And here's the thing. You still have Lockett and Metcalf. Mm-hmm. You should still be able to throw the football at some point. And Russell Wilson, it's not like he's always had the best offensive line no. protecting him in football. So I, I don't know. Something – And it, we should go out to Seattle this week. I know we'll be back, what, Friday? Friday we can do All that. Right, so we can do that Friday. And we won't be at Parks, but we'll be on the air on Friday. But we should do that because there is something about this team beyond injury. Mm-hmm. just completely hitting the skids. And, yes, they're in the playoffs, and everything resets, if you will. But there is something about how you finish a season when you're going up against a team that did it the complete opposite way. And the Eagles did it, yeah. a 180, as opposed to what the Seahawks did. Right. I mean, you know, say what you want about you know, the, the quality of competition. They won four straight games, and their quarterback is playing his best football since prior to the knee injury in Los Angeles two years ago. It's true. With guys that are on the practice squad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which goes to show you that any – and that's the thing. He's raising their level. Exactly. How much more do you think needs to be done this year? Seriously. let's. We, we rarely have this type of conversation, and the problem is that it's just – the conversation gets had way too much over and over again. What, what is a successful season? Not even that so much as does any does Carson Wentz do individuals need to do any more? Does Carson Wentz need to do anything more? Can the Eagles lose in the first round? And are we back to where we were after Miami and and doubting even after the Giants or Skins? first time around like are we back to Jim Schwartz isn't a good coordinator Carson Wentz isn't a <laughs> it good depends. thrower does it it depends on how it happens because I okay here's the thing I guarantee you and we can open if this Carson up. Wentz has two lost fumbles and throws two picks okay people are going to be hey, see he can only beat Bay he couldn't beat a good team uh, it's a narrative that I was not thinking of ahead of time, but now that you bring that up, I'm concerned that it would be brought up. Now he's had you know seven what seven touchdowns and and zero interceptions over these last four games. Yeah, he's got to keep that going. He does have to keep it going, but the fumbles—that's the beginning. Right of now, he hasn't had you know he's had two of those over the last four games, and I think they all came in the same game. I got to look up which game. I couldn't remember. Uh, I think it was but, the. Game before the was it the Redskins game? Because yeah. I don't think he fumbled. He did not fumble in the Cowboys game, and there wasn't anything in the Giants game like that. So it was the Skins game. I want to say first half of the Skins game. Probably, yeah. I think it was the Skins. He had two lost fumbles. Now he's fumbled. There's fumbles, and then there's lost fumbles. Right. You know the 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 two lost fumbles. I believe both came in that Redskins game. But so 
Think about that. Who left right? Doug Peterson silenced a lot of people this year. Carson Wentz silenced a lot of people this year. Jim Schwartz silenced a lot of people this year. Everybody silenced people this year. So what do you think? You want to think from how about Wawa, Brandon Graham? Brandon With Graham. The year he's had exactly anybody that was still questioning why they would pay him and why he'd be around. Mm-hmm. Phil, Malcolm Fletcher Jenkins Cox? again played every snap. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Two straight years he's done that. That is insane to see a guy do that and have a season like this. With all the chaos going right. on around him right. at the Guys other, at the other defensive back positions, he was the one constant that played every single snap. There's another thing, right. You look at the turnstile that was the cornerback position this mm-hmm. year. I don't know. It's something to, to put out there because I'm not necessarily looking so much for the people that are waiting, still waiting for the Messiah to return, I'm looking for the people that are convinced. I'm that looking, he's here. That he's here, right. right. I'm looking at people that thought a month ago Carson Wentz couldn't do it, Jim Schwartz has to go, Doug Peterson's overrated, and now since what they've done this stretch, they think, you know what, the season's been salvaged. Right. Because I think – Especially if they win this playoff game. Well, I, I don't – Because then nobody's going to expect them to beat the Niners on the road. No, that's fair. Right. And, and I, I hedged – see, I, I don't know. I didn't want to bring up the fact that they had to beat Seattle in order for that to go through because I wonder how many people have looked at it and thought, not necessarily house money, but you know it's stripped down this roster, this lineup. Mm-hmm. If you don't win, it's not like you were full strength. And there's almost this level of acceptance. It not ahead really, of time. They would really do something for, no, for number 11. If they won? If they just win this game. Well, I would think that's probably the guy who still has a lot of people out there doubting. Mm -hmm. More so than Schwartz, though? Because he hasn't played in a playoff game yet, either. Schwartz and Peterson have at least overseen Super Bowl. Correct. Though Carson Wentz has not. We're being asked if you... Do you want anything from Wawa? Oh, yeah? There's there's a delivery? There's a Wawa run being made right now. Oh, really? From one of our staff? Correct. Okay. And here's the thing. You don't have to give up your own identity for this purchase. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. You can just relay it to somebody else, and somebody else will now be in jeopardy of giving up their identity. Is that thing still going on? What do you mean? Well, you know, that breach. Oh, the breach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think the last time that I used a card at Wawa, it was probably to get fuel. It wasn't wasn't to buy stuff inside. Not to get a sizzly? No, I I play cash for stuff like that. So you have cash specifically for... Sizzlies. You have a well, sizzly I mean, allotment. I got a little cash? sizzly allotment. Yeah, okay. a little potato chip allotment. All right. You know, but well, when I get gas, I I pump in the card. That's where it goes on the record. Yeah. Everything else off the record. Correct. For whatever reason. So somebody might have my my ax my data. Well, I've had that happen before, where you have that skimmer or whatever tool that's used oh, in yeah. the actual gas in the, pump. In the gas pump. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another one. That now, where did you. that happen to you? Do you remember? Yes, that happened out when I lived on Trooper Road out in Norristown. Okay. And there's this gas station right off of 422, if mm-hmm. anybody out there listening is familiar with that area. and Near the Harley-Davidson it's shop, right? right next door. Yeah. Right next door. And I was dating somebody who I thought might have a con- – yeah, I was just – it was a bad scene. And I'm thinking in my head – it did this person rob? You I know. remember this yeah. scene. And I thought, man, maybe <laughs> I got robbed, maybe I got hacked, something along those lines. And it turned out, after a thorough investigation by Bank of America, mm-hmm. that somebody was using a skimmer, some sort of machine yeah. that would take the numbers off of it. Crazy, wow. right? Now, that didn't miraculously happen 
on like a Thursday for a Thursday morning show. Did no, it? no, no, you no. We're forced to miss not at a all. certain show. Nope. TV happened a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Free TV. Were you on today? Because I was watching a little good day today. No, I'm, I'm not on, I don't think, until Friday again. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I have a couple of days off, man. I might get the hell out of here. Mm. You never know who's looking for me. Yeah. At Shandra Shows, how you get me on Twitter. At Harry Mays TUs, how you get him on Twitter. The Twitch channel's up, Mays and Aton, as we'll open that up as well. A lot of action we'll get to as well in the text board, Harry. 609-403-0973. Yeah, and we also got to talk about uh, the Redskins have a new head coach. We got to get into that a little bit. Coordinator as well, right? I think, well, I don't know if that's finalized yet, but I'm, I'm hearing Jack Del Rio from based on what I see on Twitter would be the defensive coordinator. It was going to be Steve Wilkes, uh, reporters were saying, from Cleveland. I thought Steve Wilk, is Wilkes that's... worked with him in Carolina. Okay. And then Wilkes ended up getting the head coaching job in Arizona for a year and then got fired and then ended up back in Cleveland gotcha. as the D.C. I mean, Not least... Steve Wilkos. No, no, no. You know him, right? Yeah, that's Steve. 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 How the right? hell do you know that? Well, I know that. Okay. I know a lot of stupid stuff. But Didn't he we... get his own show? He did. He did. Yeah, he did get his own show. I think he's still. I think it's still on. Is Jerry still on? That I'm not sure. Josh might know that. Why? Because he's constantly at a station is with Jerry, a TV on? Yeah, right. Is Jerry Springer still on TV, Josh? I, I would bet Steve is still on. All right, we'll, we'll figure goes. this out. Yeah, we and need... we also got to talk about Matt Rule, too, because he's well, taken himself out of any consideration for the Cleveland Browns. Just the Cleveland Browns? Just the Cleveland Browns. Because I thought I saw from our guest who's going to join us at 1 o'clock, he would jump at any opportunity for an NFL head coaching position. No, 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 for the New York Giants job. Oh, for the New York yes. Giants job. Yes. Okay. Interesting. We'll have to press Matt Lombardo at 1 o'clock. Chan Gailey is the new offensive coordinator of the Dolphins, Miami, which probably yeah. means Ryan Fitzpatrick is coming back. Since those two work together, they have a Where relationship. Was it Buffalo, were they together? Uh, Jets? I want to say the Jets. I mean, Fitzpatrick's been on so many teams. Right. For some reason, I think the two of them were on the Jets together. But, as you know, I'm wrong a lot. Dave Gettleman closed his press conference today with a self-evaluation, quote, not good enough, it will get better. Mm. Buy or sell. <laughs> All right. We're live on Twitch, Mays and Aton, at Shander Show, at Harry Mays TU, and we'll hit the text board coming up as well on top of this Matt Rule story, 609-403-0973. You're listening to Mays and Aton with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Hopefully you are paying attention on the Twitch channel, Mays and Aton. got a bunch of people, and we appreciate you. We'll be gifting a subscription today as well before 1.30. The text board 609-403-0973 is in action. I think the Eagles need to get rid of the strength and conditioning coaches and the medical staff at the end of the season. Tom from the Villas also mentions Jerry is a TV judge now on a show called Judge Jerry. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of those judge shows. They must get a lot of viewers, man. And judge Judy started that, right? Who was she the first one? Well, no, I think Judge Wapner, people's court. Oh, yeah, Wapner. Right, right. right. I'm trying to think. Because that, that predates? Yes, it does. Yeah. 
You know, my I told you this before. My mom was on Maury Povich. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, to she be, wasn't in a, it's, you're not the father no, episode, no. was she? It might have been. I didn't get to see that part of the show. Were they determining whether, you know, who was your dad? No, they were not. So, although that's probably for people out there thinking, oh, oh what kind of crazy crap did Shander get into where his mom was on stage crying mm-hmm. and making a plea for right. me. No, thankfully, I had a better childhood than that, and I owe that to my mom and my dad. She's a psychiatrist, so she's right. a shrink. And they had a show that was based around young women that overcame eating disorder and a lot of stress and trauma to go on and do things. And it was kind of talking about that and going through. It was very stressful for these women to relive it. Mm-hmm. And you could see pictures of when, you know, someone dealing with anorexia when they were just bone thin. Yeah. So Maury would go to my mom in the front row as the Dr. Shander, the expert. Mm. Well, let's go to Dr. Shander. Can you, can you expand upon it? You know? Oh, so she was in the first row of the audience. Correct. As so he a, didn't even bring her up on the stage. Can you believe that? No. That's ridiculous. It is. It is. And uh, the growing theory is that the only people that Maury got close with are the ones he figured he could get with. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, the people, the naive young people he could take advantage of. No, I shouldn't say take advantage. That, that opens now, up. Now, is with, Connie Chung okay with all this? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, from what I heard, on behind scenes on set, when that camera isn't rolling, oh, yeah? he can be not grabby, he's, but he likes to be close. He's Matt Lauer? No, 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 no. I, you can't say that about you know, that I could get charges against me if I called him Matt Lauer. No, right? I'm, just, I'm just, you know, no, not he, that deep. Right? No, no, he's okay. not He's not a you know, scumbag. Lauer was scum. Oh, right? totally. Yeah, no, and no. And I knew that. It was just a fishy. It was just, you know, it was one of these, it's like what you would expect. That's all I'm saying. It's what you would expect yeah. if you were on set at Jerry Springer or yeah. Maury Povich or whatever the hell else these crap shows. show's still on, isn't it? Povich? Povich? Yeah, I think it is. What's the most? Well, okay, so The Simpsons, right? One is that the longest running sitcom we have right now? Simpsons oh. is the longest running episodic sitcom on television. Okay, outside of sixty minutes, I believe it's the longest running television show. Correct. Correct. Okay, so what would be the equivalent in this world? Like, what would be the longest running piece of crap in what we're talking about here? What, like, um, like the Phil Donahue show, I think, exactly. was one of the first ones, exactly. right? Because Jerry no longer exists because he's off. It would have to be what is on right now that is currently the longest-running crap mm. show. Let me, let me double-check how long Dr. Phil's been on. Yeah, Dr. Phil's been on. He got spawned by the Oprah thing, right? Wasn't he an Oprah creation? No idea. I think so. I have no idea where Dr. Phil came yeah, from. Yeah, we have to thank Oprah for Dr. Phil. I'm surprised Oprah didn't spawn more. I know. You look at the success, like, what's Oprah's coaching tree? Just Dr. Phil, that's it? Oprah didn't spawn Ellen DeGeneres' show, did she? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Richard Bay. Does Richard Bay have a show? Ball 316 on Twitch. Who's Richard Bay? I don't think so. Is he a candidate for uh, defensive coordinator Might in be. Uh, Cleveland? He's, he, yeah. <laughs> He's either a candidate for defensive coordinator or for the Democratic nominee. Oh, okay. Dan right. from EHT, the NFC just seems more up for grabs than I ever remember. What do you guys think? Well, the NFC was one, Dan. I feel like Wentz was in his zone like the Super Bowl last year. Last four games, he has 16 touchdowns. Guess how many interceptions in the last four games? In the last four games? Zero. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely now, right. Now, here's another one for you. Do you know who has the most fourth-quarter comebacks since the year 2012? 
the most fourth quarter comeback since the year 2012. Since the season, since the 2012 season. Well, it would be way too on the nose for it to be Russell Wilson, right? It's Russell Wilson yeah. with 32. Yeah, that's who's number two? Do you even know? I uh, know Breeze. I think was third. Um, trying to remember who was the second, but but Breeze I think was third, but Russell Wilson was number one. Okay, wow. I forget who was second. 32. Yeah. That is something. Mm-hmm. Now, you look at that team that they've put together, and we'll continue to talk about this as well. Jerry Springer stiffs the drivers in Atlantic City. Is that right? That is on the text board. I hate hearing stuff like that. Me too. Seriously. Now, like when, it, when Matt Kuchar stiffed that caddy in Mexico last year, I went off on him. That's when I was doing only podcasts. It was sort of in our in sort of our in-between phase before this show got going. Right. I blistered him. That, I Good. hate that. Good. L- rightfully so. And I'm I happy hate to cheap, you know what. SOBs. Yes. Jerry Springer's out here stiffing drivers in Atlantic City? Man. Uh, Uber, taxi, does it really matter? No. Yeah, exactly, man. I, we have to get to the bottom of this. We have a lot of people that are listening to us right now on 97.3 ESPN, even the app 97.3 ESPN.com slash app that are in and around Atlantic City. Our buddy TJ, who drives a, an Uber Black up here in Philly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there is somebody out there, a driver, who has had some experience with Jerry Springer stiffing him. And I also want to know, speaking of Uber, is what is the rates, the rate hike for tonight? Huh. That and it, that's like when there's no gas and the two stations across the street from each other keep jacking it up, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one day it's like two dollars a gallon, and then you blink, and it's, and it's three dollars a gallon. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. went through that in Nashville, by the way. Oh yeah, a gas shortage. Have by the way, ever... I got all the information you guys wanted on all these horrible shows. Excellent. excellent. Oh, great. Have you been through any of that before? A gas shortage? Well, Where, I... like, you can only get a certain amount at the pump. It shuts yeah, off. Yeah, there's a line yeah. around the block. That happened in the 70s that with, with uh, regularity. I mean, I remember my dad and me waiting in line right. to get gas. Oof. That sucks, Yeah, I mean, down it? the road. I mean, down yeah. the highway and Right. Stuff. You're just waiting Yeah, you're just, waiting. like, far to the right over on the, you know, like, the shoulder of the road. is just a line. For like you know a mile to get, you know two gallons of gas. Right, right. Oprah spawned the own network. Okay, great. Who's on it? Like, that's yeah, my the point. own network. That is, that is her network. Okay, but yeah. I don't know what other programming is on there. And we're talking about spawning somebody like Dr. Phil. So no offense to the show that's on at three a.m. on the own network, but <laughs> I don't think you can compare the two. That's all. All right, uh, Josh. What do you got? All right, so. Jerry Springer and Maury Povich both debuted in the same year, 1991. Jerry's last season was last year, 2018, before he started this Judge Jerry show. That's a big run. Maury Povich is still running episodes, 29 years in of episodes. Dr. Phil has been on the air for 16 years. The Oprah show is on the air for 25 years. Furthermore, Montel Williams has been on the air since 2008, along with Wendy Williams. I love Wendy Williams. Wow. So, right now, Wendy Williams... So, Dr. Phil is number two com- behind Maury, right? Yes. And Wendy is fourth? Uh, Wendy and Montel are tied for fifth. Fifth. Montel, yeah. we forgot him. I forgot Montel. So, is Montel... Is it the same show? Basically. I mean, he, uh, same he's Same network? Kinda, uh, not the same network, no. 
<laughs> what was it first on, UPN? I have no idea. Wait a second. <laughs> Does that count if you switch networks, et cetera? Oh, I yeah. guess if you're doing the same show, right? Well, here's the problem with Montel. Montel has had different iterations of the show. Exactly. So exactly. if you if you overlap all the different shows, he's actually been on the air the same amount of time as Maury. But each show in and of itself has been in different iterations. See, that's why I think it's tough to throw him in there. And I like Montel. I think of all the people we've mentioned, he is the most sane by a million miles. But... I don't know if I can count the fact, Harry, that he's a little bit jagged in the continuity oh, of yeah? his shows. Yeah, so he he was on CBS distributed his show distributed. until 2008-2009 when all the Fox-owned shows decided not to renew it. So okay. they canceled the first show. The next iteration of the show came about about a year later. So technically, he had almost a year off in between actually being on television. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, now we know. I think that's interesting. Josh went distributed instead of distributed. Did you notice that? Well, he was reading. Like you go to the beer distributor, <laughs> not the beer distributor. You've never, you've never called it the no, distributor? No, I never, I never have. <laughs> There's one in Conshohocken that I go to right across from the Great American Pub. Next time I go in there, I'm going to say, you know, you're my favorite distributor. Right. (laughs) Now, what was the other one? that Maybe we can get an endorsement. Correct. When we'd have Josh read the copy. The distributor. Yes. Is that that Arnold's next role, the distributor? Yes. Yes. Distributor. I'll be back to distribute. Unbelievable. Distribute. Unbelievable. Distribute this. All right, that's that's a. Li- now, uh, what was the other one? You you had another one. Uh, to be fair, it was like six months ago. But you had another word. Oh, like I'm that. I'm good for an every six months whacked word you pronunciation. Are. You are, and it was it was hilarious, and it derailed the show, rightfully so. But I forget which one it yeah, was, but really I know there was one. Yeah. Now, do you have any action right now? There's 204 left in the first in the Belk Bowl. Virginia Tech favored. Virginia Tech is up 10-7 over Kentucky. No. We I, took Virginia Tech, right? You did. You and Josh. Well, yeah. Yeah, I did not. No, no, no. I got nothing on this. That's fine. You got nothing on I'm this. I'm bent you got from yesterday. What happened? Yesterday, I just needed something to do. So I wanted to watch some of the, you know, the games coming on at 4 o'clock. Mississippi State. Uh, and I even forget who do they play in that in that Music City Bowl, Josh. Mississippi, Louisville. Mis- oh, yeah, Mississippi Louisville. State, Louisville. Right. right. Louisville was getting points, and then Illinois, California, Cal, yeah. in this Red Box Bowl out west, and Illinois was getting points. Well, I took the totals. I, I did te- exactly what I you did. I teased them. I teased them up and yep. took unders just yep. because I wanted to be really vested into it. That damn Illinois Cal game was a forty-some point total. So I took it into the 50s and went yeah. under. It's 14 to 10 with about a minute and a half left in the first half. And I'm thinking, all right, I can get to halftime yep. at 14-10. It's going to be a sweat, but I, I anticipate a sweat when you take an under. I go to the bathroom. I come back. It's halftime. 
21-13. Yeah. They ex- once team scored, a cow scored a touchdown, and Illinois kicked a field goal in the final minute and a half of the first half. Then I knew I was dead. That was it. So the whole bet's dead. Yep. I get it, man. <laughs> I saw that. I texted you and Josh. Busted. Oh, yes, I was yes. on the same. I was on that. You brought it up, and I thought, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. That yeah. bet makes a lot of sense. The other game did go under. It did. Mississippi State, Louisville. That was actually a pretty good game. We teased that into the 70s. Yeah, it was a 64, I want to say, point line, and we took it. I took it to 70. Um, but, wow. So, Conlon, Conlon Farrell, who is our new associate producer, sends us this on the text. I'm heading to AC tonight for New Year's Eve. Uber hikes expected five times the rate. Five times the rate. Now you understand. No, I shouldn't say that. I don't even want to say that. I'll get in trouble. Oh, I know what you were going to no, say. No, no. Yes, I do. You don't know. Because I was thinking the same damn thing. Five times? Because I am going out tonight. Why? Why would you go out tonight? Going out for dinner. Oh, okay. Well, we're going out to dinner, too. Yeah, like 8 o'clock reservation. To the club? Yeah. Me, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's right down the street. Yeah. I know exactly what's going on. Exactly. 8 o'clock. That's a late dinner. It is. Probably get home by 1030. So... Dave Chappelle is performing tonight. Yes. And the late I know show, somebody that's going. I do. We yeah. both do, actually. Mm-hmm. So the early show. So do you is that person going to the late show or early I'm show? I'm not sure, but the tickets are like three, four hundred bucks. Ridiculously yeah. high. Now, here's the thing. I believe the late show ends or goes into New Year's Eve. Oh, it does. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a pretty cool thing to do? Yeah, but you can't take your cell phone. He makes you check your cell phone. Because mm. he doesn't want anybody taking video. Right. Because he knows that people are out there trying to get him in trouble for Mm -hmm. stuff, he says. Back after this. Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. All right. I did get a text about Mike Gill on the text board. Oh, yeah? Does Mike Gill have the makings of a varsity athlete in response to the Anthony Beck Mike Gill tandem on the intramural basketball? Oh, intramural basketball. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he, he played athletics. I don't know what he did. Was he a baseball guy? Yes. In high school. That's what I would guess. Okay. He also yeah. played baseball a short time in WVU. Nice. Really. Pitcher. Now, now, when you say a short time, what is Well, you know, he got injured, when, like oh, everybody else hurt. does. Okay. So the only reason he's not in the bigs right now is because he blew out his arm? Wow, well, I wouldn't go that far. I don't, I don't know that much about Yeah, I mean, know. pitching at West Virginia is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's D1. Yeah. It's accomplishment. That is pretty yeah. impressive. Even if, right, you're out there. Right. Out there for a week, you're out there for a year. You know, you're, you're made the team. Yeah. So, yes, the answer to your question on the text board, anonymous texter, is yes. Mike Gill does have the makings of a varsity athlete. Now, we're also being told to put $100 on a futures bet. The 2020 Masters. Mm. Phil Mickelson. Do really? you like that? Um, I think Phil will always, you know, for the next couple of years, even, even though he's almost 50, will have a chance there because, you know, just how unique that place is. Right. And there's no rough. So he can spray it and, and he's you know, get out of it. there's no rough. Is that is that 
just a normal issue, though, for everybody? Like, won't everybody oh, yeah. benefit yeah. from that? Yes, everybody would. And then you just know the greens. You know where the pins are on certain days. There's a familiarity there, and there's no rough. So that will give Phil Mickelson and an aging Tiger Woods chances at that place. Okay. You know? That would be... But, no, I, w- I would not... I don't think he's winning the Masters this year. I'd love to see it. I'd actually rather see him finally get his U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which is where he should have had one. And the dope pulled a, you know, a driver or three wood. I forget what it was on the 18th hole. He had the tournament in his hand and hit a banana ball off the ma- off the merchandise tent. <laughs> Seriously. You couldn't do that in a video game. I mean, you couldn't do that. No. Well, maybe, depending. Depending. Yeah. I've, I've come close. I, I, although, to be fair, I've yet to yell four. On, really? On, at Huntington Valley. Well, why? Well, you've got to yell four if you're going to be putting people in peril. That's the point, though, is I have Oh, not... you haven't hit it, Paul. Correct. Oh, okay. Correct. I'm saying. What, do you right. think I'm a savage? Well, I'm going to go yeah. out there and hit into people and don't say anything? <laughs> not intentionally. No, but I've, I've yet to hit into a crowd. Okay. Well, right? that's good. Yet to do that. So, we have that going for us okay. as well. Phil Mickelson, $100, 2020. I don't even see the odds on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have that stuff. Tim from Galloway, my uncle and cousin work at a high-class restaurant in Cleveland. They close at 11, but would stay open late just so LeBron and his entourage can come and eat after games and have the spot to themselves. They said LeBron never tipped. Oh, my God. Now, did anybody in his entourage? Or I, I imagine that's what he's saying is LeBron represents everybody there. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe LeBron had a guy that, well, that's, would, do, that would handle that stuff. Correct. I don't know. Sometimes that happens where mm-hmm. you have somebody walks out and says, all right, well, you know, what's the damage? Here you go. Maybe it's cash. Maybe it's a card. Right. Whatever it may be. Could be an Amex. Yeah, it doesn't have cash. to come physically out of LeBron's pocket. Right. But it's coming, you know, it's a tip from the, the whole group. So if the, if, the, if the guy, his guy, stiffed people, is that what he's saying? Yes. That's terrible. Yes, that's what we're getting told. How do you decide what level of cold symptoms one is experiencing are appropriate for friend interaction? Now, what, what do you mean? How do you decide what level of cold symptoms one is experiencing that are appropriate for friend interaction? When you, what is friend interaction? I, I guess contact, right? When I hear interaction, I think contact. Yeah. Well, in I, this particular case. I, I'm not shaking hands with anybody this time of year. No, you're probably better off. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to, you know, I try to avoid contact. Yeah, we had a birthday for my fiance's sister, mm-hmm. and her daughter blew the candles out. Mm-hmm. Her daughter was sick for like a week. Like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. When she blew it out with a big sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, everybody in the family except me is immune to whatever she has because they're around her so much. They're, okay. They're, yeah, she's two years old, right? Yeah, yeah. So everybody's they're just like, oh, yeah, we're immune to it. Cut the cake up. Nah, yeah. I, think I'll pass. I think I'll pass. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was one of oh, the yeah. few times in which I could actually pass up food at the table and it was okay. Well, yeah, see, if I ever go and I, you know, do from time to time where we go and eat as a, like a, a big unit, a family unit with kids and stuff, I always have the wife put my plate together because she, you know, she was over there, you know, helping to prepare it. So she's right in there before the kids get in. And she gets my plate, so I don't have to go Anything? after the kids because they're they're just walking yeah. germ factories. It's too much. Yeah, it is too much. Right. No, I I understand that. Yeah. So that I'm be, really weird about stuff like that. I don't. No, I don't think that there's a difference between being a germaphobe and.
somebody who is just conscious when it's sick season. Yeah, I'm not Howie Mandel. No. You know what I mean? No. What was Howie Mandel walk around in a body condom? I, I think so. <laughs> See, at some point, isn't it just too much? Yes. Well, he's got major OCD and all this kind is of stuff. Is Lombardo what? Could you see Lombardo being a gene freak? Um, a, a germ freak? Germ freak. Yeah, I could see that gene somewhat. Freak. Yeah. He does wear a lot of jeans. He does, but did you see his Instagram post? Walking into 2020 like, and then he had a picture of him with the backpack and a nice suit on walking into the stadium. Who does he think he is? Clay Thompson? That's what I'm saying. Walking in pregame? Get out of here. Jeez. He's going to join us next. He was just at that uh, Gettleman press conference. Correct. So we'll see you the latest level. We are now joined by a man who is entering 2020. At least <laughs> you can't find somebody else in your local community, at the very least, entering 2020 dressed to a T like this man here. And it's all for... Not because he's going to be on the radio. He should have come in with that suit mm-hmm. you showed me on Instagram, on Matt Lombardo's Instagram page, and rocked it here for the camera so the Twitch channel, Maze and Aton, and anybody following along could see. Right. Yeah, at Matt Lombardo NFL. Exactly. On Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram, yeah. right. Walking into 2020 like. Like with that suit on. Who do you think you are? Clay Thompson walking into the Oracle before Game 7 of the NBA Finals? The only thing he was missing was a set of Beats headphones Seriously, or something. you know, in slow motion. I'm surprised that wasn't a video of you walking in slow motion with one of those Beats songs. To so a Drake song Yeah, exactly. Aloe Black, I'm the man. Well, it was, actually. In the background, as I was walking into MetLife, that's what was playing. So I figured, hey, let's take advantage of this moment and get a cool photo. You never waste a good suit day, boys. If you have a good suit on, whether it's doing video or, or finding a way to get photographic evidence, you do not waste a good suit day. And I was not going to let that happen on Sunday. There's a growing theory now in the audience that you will put on a suit just to go out to CVS at 8 o'clock at night. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, I showed up to Dave Gettleman's press conference today in a brand-new suit, brand-new tie, and the brand-new uh, Penn State Nike sneakers. So, yes, uh, that, that theory well, could, should, be, should gain some traction. Okay, but that's an obvious one. Give us the <laughs> most recent example of a situation where you didn't have to wear a suit, but you wore a suit. Uh, I could have changed out of the suit yesterday to go to the sports bar where we took my father out to dinner for his birthday, but decided against it just so I could show off the new shoes, which were in the photo, which were a gift from the old man. Of course. What, are they, those are the Penn State Nike shoes? No, no, no. The brown, the brown dress shoes that were oh. in, uh, oh, in the Oh, the br- I thought Sunday. you meant no, more Penn State. No, no, no. The, no, the, the old man stepped up and got me the, uh, the, the swaggy, uh, you know, brown dress shoes they weren't quite quite crocodile leather but they're they were pretty flashy that's a beautiful shoes. what are we talking about cole Hahn here what do we what do we got yes you got yeah. it all right good <laughs> all right what, what what did you glean from uh yesterday when the ownership actually uh you know spoke to the media regard after Shermer was relieved of his duties and then today with gettleman where where are where is the giants franchise right now in your mind 
Harry, um, Dave Gettleman said today that they hired four computer people. So rest assured, they're relying on analytics. Mm. I, I, I kid you not. That was his justification for staying and claiming that the Giants are forward thinking is they hired four computer people and brought in new software. That, that's where the Giants are right now, right? And I, I've talked to you about this off the air. We've spoken about it on the air. I've written it on NJ.com. Firing Pat Shermer and retaining Dave Gettleman It was a half measure. It was a compromise, and it sets them up potentially for disaster because if Gettleman doesn't win next year, you're going to be facing a whole new situation where you're going to be trying to hire a general manager in all likelihood to oversee a head coach who he didn't hire. Mm -hmm. So to me, this was a mistake to bring Gettleman back and fire Pat Shermer. Either both should have gone or both should have stayed. the, The real undercurrent here is you start to look at some of the candidates that are out there, whether it's Josh McDaniels, whether it's Eric B. Enemy, or Matt Rule appears to be, from people I've spoken to, not only the front runner, but the feeling across the NFL is that this is Matt Rule's job to lose. But the question that's being asked by a lot of the candidates is, do they want to come and work for Dave Gettleman? That right. is that that is the hurdle that John Mara and Steve Tisch put in front of Presto Agnostic Center that I, I don't know the answer for that for Matt Rule or for Josh McDaniels or some of these other top candidates. Well, I guess it begs the question as a quick follow-up, Lombo, is there a name out there? You mentioned Josh McDaniels. Maybe it is Matt Rule that could outlast the general manager. It wouldn't be the first time that a head coach was brought into a situation, a general manager's on ice, and they fire a GM but keep that coach. Now, it doesn't always happen, and that's why I ask if there is a name strong enough to outlast Dave Gettleman. Yeah, I would think that either Matt Rule or, again, I don't believe Josh McDaniels will come here with Gettleman being in place, but if the Giants somehow find a way um, to hire Josh McDaniels, that the only way that I think that he would come here and, and outlast uh, Dave Gettleman is that if he agrees to come here this year and then the Giants uh, give him personnel control similarly to what the Eagles did with Chip Kelly and eventually with Bill Belichick in New England where he essentially became the general manager there. I just can't see McDaniels coming here with Gettleman in place, and I think that Rule would carry enough cachet um, given how how well-liked he is among the fan base, his New York City roots, and the fact that this seems to be a dream job for him that if Gettleman goes, I think that they would allow Rule not only personnel say, but probably say over who becomes the general manager to help build the team in his image. Because if you, if you listen to the Adam Schefter podcast a couple of weeks ago, he talked a lot about wanting to build a franchise around his image, his mentality. He's done a great job of that, as you know, Harry, at Temple mm-hmm. and at Baylor. And I think he wants to do that in New York, wherever his NFL uh, coaching career might take him. And that was a sticking point with why he wasn't hired by the Jets last year. He wouldn't, they didn't grant him personnel control or control over his staff. So um, if Matt Rule is going to be the head coach here, I think that that's going to be one of the stipulations. Okay, so you don't foresee Rule getting the job and working in concert with Gettleman? I, I think that initially that could work. Um, again, you know Matt a little bit better than I do, Harry, but it, my sense is that just from talking to people in the league, people out of the league, that um, this is the job that he's coveting, and that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why he turned down uh, the opportunity to interview with the Cleveland Browns. So if he comes here and if he spends a year working with Dave Gettleman and it doesn't go well, I could very easily see a scenario where he stays in place but Gettleman goes in 2020. Interesting. Where's Eli Manning going to be next year? 
uh, coaching his girls' high school basketball team or middle school basketball team. Uh, I, he's I just not coming see. back? Come on. Nope. It won't be, won't be back here. He basically no, I know he's is, not coming back to the Giants, but he's not coming back to the NFL? Well, he said yesterday, guys, that being a backup isn't any fun. He became the first player in NFL history to collect $16 million in one season as a backup and say that that's not a very fun thing to do. It sounds like fun to me, Lombo. Hey, sign me up. Sign me up, man. (laughs) I feel all about that life. I could carry a clipboard where I had set with the best of them. But listen, I I don't know that if he's not going to be a backup somewhere, he's not going to collect the $8 to $10 million or the $6 million that a backup quarterback uh, would would take and, and be happy in that role. Who's going to sign him? Well, What's the team out there that needs a veteran starting quarterback? Is it the Chicago Bears? Is it Tampa Bay? Uh, are those situations where he's going to go? I just don't think that's well, the what, case, and I think there's a better chance that he's going to wind up retiring. What about the Raiders? They see they could like use Brady or Rivers, Rivers or any of these yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can throw the Chargers out there for Eli as well. Um, you know, but he, his, his disdain and the family disdain for the Santos family goes back to when they forced their way out of San right. Diego when he was drafted to wind up in New York. I just don't see at this stage of his career him well, uprooting his family and going anywhere and playing in the NFL if it's not in New York. How much do you think the optics of it would hurt Eli Manning? And I know that there are, you may be one of them. That's fine. I'm not even here to argue or debate the merits of it, but there are people that believe – Eli's a slam dunk. There are people that believe he's going to get in, but he really shouldn't get in. How much do you think the optics of him sitting on the bench as a backup quarterback would hurt him getting into the Hall of Fame, at the very least getting in early? I I don't know that he gets in early anyway, right? Because let's look at some of the names that are going to be retiring this year. And remember, there's only five modern-day candidates that are in there for any class. Larry Fitzgerald gets in the Hall of Fame over Eli Manning. Adrian Peterson gets in the Hall of yep. Fame before Eli Manning. Um, five years from now, Rob Gronkowski probably gets in the Hall of Fame at the same time or before Eli Manning, assuming he doesn't play again. Um, you can look at some of the defensive players who have retired in recent years. I, I just don't. I think that the timing is not going to line up for Eli to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think eventually, by his fourth or fifth cycle. The, the the losses at the end of his career, the 500 record, all of those things are going to go away. And, and the interceptions, and people are going to remember um, the two Super Bowl championships and beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick twice. Brady, Rivers, Roethlisberger, they all get in before Eli Manning, by the way. So I just think that it's going to take a few cycles to get some of those players who were uh, better at their positions than Eli Manning was at his in before Manning winds up getting in the Hall of Fame. So I think by his third or fourth cycle, I think he eventually does get in. What do you think was the, the final nail in the in the Shermer coffin? I, I think it's more the blood on the sword of Dave Gettleman. I, mm. I think that Gettleman, uh, he basically stood up there today and said that he felt bad about Pat Shermer standing out there and taking all the bullets for the Leonard Williams trade and the, the fraud, pro, fraud process there and the benching of Eli Manning and all of these tough, tough questions that we were throwing at Shermer. And he decided, Dave Gettleman did, not to come out and talk anyway. I, I really believe that Gettleman probably made an impassioned defense for himself to stay, for Shermer to go. Shermer wound up being the scapegoat because you can't look at this team and, and the way that it's been built over the last two years and say that it's much more than a 
five-win or four-win roster either way. I thought you saw some progress from Daniel Jones down the stretch. I think that Pat Shermer did a nice job of keeping the locker room together, invested and fighting hard and all of those things. But at the end of the day, I think that Dave Gettleman, you know, made a stronger push that he believes that he's more valuable to the Giants and what they're building than what Pat Shermer was. And I think that's a mistake. We've talked about why. And I think that when you look at a rookie quarterback, the growth that they make from year one to year two is bigger than at any point of their career. So now they have to get this hire right because they've taken continuity and coaching system off the table by firing Sherman. Mm, unbelievable. The scapegoat mentality continues. Any issues that this team is dealing with as far as losing guys? You know, you have a, a team that's lost as many games as the Giants have. Somebody that is up or might normally in a winning situation be a lock to re-sign could be on his way out now on his own right. How are you looking at retaining anybody of value this offseason? Yeah, I think that the one name to watch is going to be Marcus Golden. He's 28 years old, had his second double-digit sack, two years removed from tearing his Achilles. Uh, I think he's one of the Giants' most respected locker room leaders, and I thought he was probably their best defender. Um, his decision is going to be fascinating. Do the Giants overpay slightly to keep him? Do they let him walk? And if that's the case, you're now out of the range to take Chase Young. How do you replace him? What are you doing in the NFL draft or in free agency to get him? Are you going out to buy a Jadeveon Clowney? Are you going to go out and buy a Yannick in, uh, in big way? Are those guys coming here to replace him? Do they want to come to New York? I think that how the Giants address their pass rush, which was their biggest weakness on defense, is going to be the defining factor of whether this offseason is success or failure. And that starts with whatever they decide to do or can do with Marcus Golden. What is your take on uh, what the Redskins uh, finalized today with Revere? I, I think I think they got better today, Harry. I think mm-hmm. that they I think that they certainly it's all going to depend on the success or failure of Dwayne Haskins or Correct. whoever winds up being the quarterback. Uh, now they can go and they could draft Tua. They're picking high enough to get to her or one. Well, of the owner loves Haskins. Out. That's the problem. True. Yeah. The six, yeah, but but I think that hiring Ron Rivera and hiring Jack Del Rio to coach that defense, I think their defense got better, mm-hmm. and I think that the Giants better watch themselves here because if they lose out on that rule because they're dragging their feet and he winds up in Dallas or they don't get this hiring right or they Carolina very quickly. Or Carolina, they could very quickly fall to the back of the line in the NFC East, despite a roster that, at least in my opinion on offense, has enough talent and firepower to take a step forward next year. If they don't get this higher right, and if Rule was their guy and they somehow miss out on him, um, that, that could be a recipe for disaster around here. Well, last one from me about the Giants. Do you think if the Giants had found a way to beat the Eagles on Sunday, would Shermer have survived, or was this already done? Yeah, John Mara said yesterday, probably not. And I, I found that to be quite telling. Um, I, I had heard about a month ago that the Giants had already been kicking the tires on prospective coaches and reaching out to their agents. Mm. But, but that tells me this decision was made three weeks ago. And if you take that a step further, guys, I think they decided to move on from Pat Shermer during the nine-game losing streak after the loss to the Jets. I think that really sealed the fate of Pat Schumer. Had they beaten the Jets, had they beaten Chicago, had they closed out that game in Philly on Monday night, it was very much the Giants for the taking uh, for three quarters of that game. Then maybe the conversation is different, but it sounds like this decision was made long before Monday. Eagles-Seahawks, who you got? Two-point line right now. Oh, you know, the Eagles are just so banged up. I mean, Harry, you're going to play tight end. 
now, and Seattle, you're right. They can't run the football. Um, you know, I, I think you got to give an edge to the Eagles with home field, maybe something in the area of like a 20 to 17 game. I, I don't feel confident about either side of this thing. I mean, you're without your starting right tackle, your starting tight end, your starting wide receivers, both starting running backs, both starting cornerbacks. But, but Seattle's banged up as well. I think it's a knockdown, dragout fight, and Carson Wentz gets a signature win. Now, what the hell? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, you said last one for you. Now, yes. Right? No, go ahead. No, it jumped in. What now. the hell could be taking so long to fire Jason Garrett? That's a great question. <laughs> Only Jerry Jones not figuring out how to get out of his own way or find his way out of the Cowboy Party bus. So one, okay. one of the two. One of those two. Real quick. That's got to be. Well, it. they're meeting right now. They as are. We speak. But yeah. but they, listen, you watched The Office, right? Harry didn't, so he doesn't. Well, you, I've seen some seen episodes. But you watched it, right, Lombo? I did. Great show. My wife and I watch the reruns all the time when they're on. Thank you. We are going through. This is the Halloween episode in season two. This is Michael Scott's inability to fire either Creed or that other guy, Dylan, right, who was only on there for that one time before he got fired, whatever the hell the guy's name was. Like, he, he can't fire him. Creed is sitting there being like, no, let's fight it. Come on, let's fight it like the old days. And Michael Scott's like, ah, uh, no, why are you making this so difficult? Like, what the hell could be taking so long that Jerry Jones can't fire him? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on down there. I mean, I wish I had the answers, but I'll say this. As soon as Jason Garrett is fired, I think his phone's going to start ringing from John Mara. And oh he'll boy. be on a plane to East Rutherford for an oh, interview. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Cowboys. Now, will you be family? at? Here's the thing. Family. Is that it? Jason is part of our family. Now, is yeah. there any rumor to the Lombardo clan heading down to Nashville to enjoy Kid Rock's pop-up New Year's Eve tease? Uh, I have been to Kid Rock's bar in Nashville during the NFL draft. I will not be making a return trip this weekend. All right, what's more, like, what's more sticky, the Kid Rock bar or the Guy Fieri bar? Uh, it's, it's tough because at least at the Kid Rock bar, you have three different floors of live music. So you can, and it's not old country music, so you can actually find a decent cover band. Okay, okay. Guy Fieri's just, Guy Fieri's like, you know, wall art. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm as big a diners, drive-ins, and dives fan as there is, and I try to hit them when I'm on the road. But the, the Guy Fieri bars themselves, I kind of kind of weak sauce, if you ask me. How long was the celebration into uh, Saturday night after Penn State's big bowl win? Oh, jeez. We, we certainly uh, enjoyed the victory, and then uh, lost a few shekels in the, in the playoff games. But uh, the afternoon the afternoon fun was short lived. All right, here you go. Last one here. It's it's gambling question for you. Okay. Now I am in the middle or really on the last leg of a five-pick parlay. LSU money line hit, Pittsburgh money line hit, Penn State money line hit, Florida money line hit. Now, there's one game left. That's Alabama on the money line. This will pay out three, just over three times. the. It's a small wager, but just over three times the wager, right? So 25 will pay out $82, okay? Now, I can cash out right now for $56, but here's the caveat. Because I took advantage of one of these specials that always pops odds up on the Odds boosters or not something? Even, no, not odds no. boost. It's the five-plus team leg oh. in which Dude, if We're going miss... to have to speak about this because I got screwed on one of these because I missed on the last leg well, of a five-team NFL parlay, and I didn't get my free bet. So I got a thing. bone to pick with one of these betting services 
you know, screwed me over on Okay, that. so un- unless I get screwed over like you did, I'll get cash that $25 out. back. So cash even- out. He said cash out. The ca- cash you out. don't think Bama's don't, beating don't, Michigan don't. on the money line? Oh, I, I, I do, uh, but I, I worry that in a bowl game you get a crazy bounce and, and you wind up losing the game, and then you wind up not getting reimbursed or getting your, uh, your cash-out special, which happened to me. Right, I will so, not be following any more of these cash-out specials or parlay specials from DraftKings wow. Scandal. Or yeah. Eduardo has been bit in the ass, wow. and he refuses to go back again. He is out on these. <laughs> All right, man, I, I think it's about time. We part ways and say goodbye. We'll see you, what, next week? See you next week. Now, what are we going to talk Enjoy about? Enjoy your New Year, boys. Well, well, we'll probably have some coaching hires Oh, by yeah, then. yeah, we'll yeah. No, playoff I, games. You know, so I don't need coaching it. hires. We'll have playoff games. We can go into the box. We went into the box a little bit last week. Maybe it'll be nice enough that we can recap a golf round or two. You should come into the, the my version of the box. You'll walk out feeling a little different. Like, oh, yeah. be real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Matt Lombardo is brought to you by Gentleman Golfers Supply Company. Represent your love of the gentleman's game on or off the on course. The with Gentleman Golfers Supply, extensive, extensive line of streetwear and golf apparel. Visit ggsupplyco.com. Thank you, Lombo. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year. He's out. And he was on the Lighthouse Insurance guest line. Your renewals have been increasing over the years. It's about time you review your commercial insurance coverages. you got to do it with a pro. And I'm talking about managing partner Kevin McAdams at Lighthouse. Call him up at 800-691-1686 and also online at lighthouseins.biz. Thanks to Conlon again. He is, he, this guy is better than anybody else on the Sports Bash who sends us texts about, we get texts from Mosher like, Three hours after we say something, no, who's this guy? Gil just texts us something randomly about what's coming up next just to make sure that we're paying attention. Conlon's hitting us up with all these details. Josh, to his credit, does, but he's got a billion things going on. I don't know Devin, what you're talking about. Devin, thanks to Conlon, was the name of the guy who, alongside In the Creed, office. In the office, oh, okay. right. That's what it is, all right? Devin was the dude who gets fired in the Halloween episode, and this is what's going on right now. Devin is Jason Garrett. What do you mean, fire Creed? You mean you don't want to fire Creed because you don't want to look like an idiot? It's Jason Garrett. Jerry Jones is Michael Scott. How, how do you not see this? How about if Jason Garrett gets fired today and he gets hired by the Giants next week? By the looks oh. of it, if you're Jason Garrett, wouldn't you? And, okay, if you know that you have a job waiting for you in New York, wouldn't you just come into this meeting, put your feet up on there, and be like, let's do this? What do yeah. you want? Right. And just be as contentious as possible until Jerry Jones has to fire you. Sort of like I've been in the past in certain situations. Harry May sitting in front of the ex-boss. Let me tell you what you did wrong the last four years. <laughs> Back after this. Who? Who's saying that? This is on the text board. Oh, okay. Eight at Guy's Place at Bally's in AC was very disappointed. Eight at his sandwich joint on Boardwalk. Good brisket sandwich. I want to have one of those Carson burgers at the public house in Wycombe. Seriously, why haven't we had any type of sample? I know. You know? That does sound amazing. Well, they, they, that knock you out, though. Yeah, it probably would. I wouldn't be able to do a show. I would go right to bed. So what's on the menu tonight for New Year's Eve? I don't know. Well, didn't you go last year? No. The wife, uh, they send the menu out on an email, and she looked at it. I didn't. Okay. Because she's the one who's But she said, all right, he'll eat it. 
She knows. Oh, yeah, what yeah. Eat. They know what I eat over there. Can you get stuff a la carte? Like, can I go to the club and uh, ask for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Sure. You remember I told you about Rodney Harris? <laughs> so this was when, – when were they in town? This was must have been 2017, right, when they were hosting it, – it, it was not – Last year, because they were on the road, right? Mm-hmm. The first game against Chicago was in Chicago. Correct. That was the double doink. So this was 2017, and Rodney was in town for, I want to say, the Atlanta or the Minnesota. One of the two games he was in town for, right? So we went over and saw him, hung out with him for a little bit. <laughs> so we go back up to his room. We're hanging out watching football. And he's asking me, he's like, yo, man, you want you want anything? You know, whatever you want, go ahead. And it's a nice place. He's right downtown um, Rittenhouse okay. uh, on the Circle, okay. that, that hotel that's right, Logan. So I'm looking at the menu, and I'm thinking, nah, I feel guilty. I'm not going to order, like, a steak or anything like right. that. And I'm just saying, nah, I'm, I'm all right, man. You know, what are you going to get? And he's like, I'm starving. So he calls up room service, and he says, all right, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and if you can. And he's just like, you know. What jelly? Grape? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he was asking, you know, for the specific jelly. And he was like, you know, can you can you toast it a little bit? And I'm like, man, they're not making you a peanut butter. This is the Logan. Like, this is a nice five star hotel. I gotta make it. you. And came up, and it was perfect. Yeah. And I had a bite of it, and it was a perfectly made and mel- you know, like you have to melt. It's kind of like a grilled cheese where mm-hmm. you can overmelt. Right. Peanut butter, you can overmelt. Yeah. It was Harry. It was the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich I ever had in my life. Yeah. Unbelievable. So no. I imagine if you got one at the club, it'd probably be oh, one yeah. of the best ones you've had. Would you eat I'm, peanut butter and jelly for dinner? Uh, no, not for dinner. For and breakfast? I, and I, yes, I would do that. I would go with a strawberry uh, preserve, not grape. Uh, I can't fault you for going strawberry, but I am a grapesman, mm-hmm. as they say. I know that's more common, I think, with peanut butter and jellies to have the grape. But, I, you know. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down if that's all you got. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But still. I don't hate it, but I prefer the other. I don't think that it's as much of a minority choice as you make it out to be. All right. The Strawberry. S- the Sixers, of course, uh, play today, and you can hear it right here on 97.3 ESPN, a 305 tip in Indiana. That's and after I- the year in review at two. Correct. And I just saw a tweet from Zoomoff that says Embiid is out today with knee soreness. Now, the line was one and a half Sixers Has it on moved? the road. Has it moved? No, but it's off the board at one casino in Las Vegas. MGM Mirage took it off the board. They are not good on the road. And they've lost two straight on the road, and they were with Embiid. That's what just, you know, like you said, the game to rest him was Orlando. That's in, it. Because I'm, tr- I'm trying know, to think. Where were we on Orlando? Friday? Uh, yeah. So that was the back-to-back. This is a tough game. You're going to rest them anyway on the road. It's just tough in this regard because this is this is a game in which you do want to be full strength. You and, do want to be rested. And they probably didn't rest him against the Heat because they lost the night before. Correct. You know what I mean? Like they're like reacting. Oh, wait, well, we lost the Magic. Now we got to play him. Yep, and then we'll rest him against Indiana. It just seems so haphazard. Like there's no real plan. Well, that's the thing, and, and I think that's what – people get frustrated about is it seems to change by the week mm-hmm. the criteria of why he would sit seems to change by the week one day, okay maybe he's banged up look if your ankles hurt something like that that's fine you sit anybody would sit but if you're managing a load then it's kind of difficult to look at this and say 
I don't have any type of consistency from you. Why should I trust when you're going to sit Joel Embiid? I don't know, one and a half? One and a half. It's off, it's off at Caesars, too. I think I'd take the Pacers. Off the board. You would? Yeah, I, I don't know. Sixers on – what's the Sixers record? And I don't even know how fast we could get something like this, but Sixers record on the road without Embiid? I don't even know how many times. Boy, Pacers are rested, too. It's been three days since they played. And they won't sit anybody. And they've lost two in a row, too, on the road. They lost at Miami and then the Pelicans. Hmm. Now back home tonight. Mm-hmm taking on a Sixers team where their vulnerability is on the road. Yeah. You know, it's not a bad – the Pacers tonight is not a bad – or afternoon is not a bad bet. Sixers have had three days, too. Yeah, and they're resting a guy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and then they got Houston on the road on January 3rd. And that's why they're waiting, so that he can be out there for Houston. So Because that's that might be a nationally televised game, probably Absolutely. a TNT game or an ESPN so. that's game. That's Tuesday night? Is it Tuesday? I thought you had it. No, the, the it's the third. No, wait, today is what? Today is Tuesday. Yeah. So you're talking about Friday. Friday. Yeah. So that would be an ESPN game. I would think so, yep, because mm-hmm. they're not on a Tuesday, Thursday. Yep. On the text board, 609-403-0973, was just on my honeymoon and met Miles Teller, who's a Philly sports fan, and told him that, and he acted like he couldn't be bothered. Told him what? That he's a Philly sports fan. Miles Teller is a Philly sports fan. Oh. The texter who so he's, sent this in he's said, a, hey, I'm a, Philly I'm, a, sports. I'm a Philly sports fan, too. And right. the guy acted like he couldn't care less. Miles about. Teller acted like he couldn't Who's be bothered. Who's Miles Teller? I don't know. I, I thought if I kept saying that enough, you'd know. Josh, you, do you know who Miles Teller is? Are we even the on name the name sounds familiar. Let me double check. Not, it does. Not Miles Turner, right? Miles Teller is an American actor. What does he look like? Um, Pull a pickup. Let's see. All right. Is he one of these scrunchy-faced dudes? Yeah, see? He's got one of these scrunchy. He's from Downingtown. Okay. So he, he's from the Philadelphia area. And what's he? He's only been acting for a little bit. figure out what he was in. Oh, he was in the abomination version of the Fantastic Four. He's a loser. Oh, God. Well, he's from Downingtown. Yeah. Are we taking shots now? Yeah, Teller's and a loyal. And he was loyal... in 21 and over. Good grief. Teller's what? a loyal fan of the Phillies, Flyers, and Eagles. No, I, I disagree. So here's the problem. When somebody around the world, Harry, if you're walking in an airport in Bangkok mm-hmm. and somebody comes up to you and says, go birds, what do you do? Do you act like you can't be bothered? What Eagles fan? No, what go, Eagles fan would ignore that? You go E-A-G-L-E-S. Absolutely. Yeah. Go birds, brother. Right? I mean, that's, that's what you do. This guy's got pathetic IMDb, guys. Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, IMDb. Now, you know. He's in the he, stupid Divergent movies. I mean, this He's is an pathetic. actor, and I'm not. So, you know, take that. Well, you're a radio host, and he's not. Well, true, but I mean, you know. Look, you don't talk I about his movies. The, How about he doesn't talk about the Eagles? I would is that take fair? The, I would take the check for some of these bad movies. Well, sure. I mean, look, you've There's taken about a check six for bad shows. Yeah, I've done a lot of bad shows and taken a check. Right. Probably today this might count one as one. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, the dog has taken over. Well. See, this is just what I was saying. We haven't seen the dog in a couple of days. He's kind of been elsewhere in the house. Yeah, he's been upstairs. And now today, he's, you know. Well, it's my fault for opening up the door. Mm-hmm. And you know, somebody's coming to, to take him out so I can play some couple of holes before uh, New Year's Eve. Oh, man. You know? I'm addicted, man. It's too damp and cold out uh, there. Now, you know, at this point, I'm, I've am i become one of those people where it's like, oh, the sun's up, let's golf. Mm. And I don't know if that's good or bad because all I'm doing is reinforcing bad habits. Well, yeah, but, you know, until you get your lessons. 
I know, and I have to wait now because I have three lessons in the bag, mm-hmm. but I need to wait. Mm-hmm. 609-403-0973, at Harry Mays, TU, at Shander Show. I'm, I'm disappointed in this Miles Teller. This guy, Miles Teller, though, is dating a model. I'm sure he's an actor. Kaylee Sperry. What's she look like? I don't know. She got a. And where? Her, well, first off, where is she from? Spells her name very strange. If she's from Dallas, then I've had it. I have absolutely had it with this kid. How do you spell this name, Harry? I'm doing it right now. Dan from EHT with a suggestion. Oh yeah, she's strong. K E L E I G H. Where is she from? That's all I care about. She's from Orange County, of course California. She's from Orange County. Okay. What do you think? Dan from EHT. What if we found out that Tiger has been putting chapstick on his driver? <laughs> What do you think? Yeah, right. You think Tiger... Uh, yeah, they don't grow this around here, okay? Th- they don't grow Kaylee Sperry's around here. Oh, I've seen area. her before. You have? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom makes homemade black raspberry jelly game changer. Strawberry's oh, a close second. The raspberry? That yeah. sounds good. Also, Miles Turner was in that War Dogs movie with Fat Jonah Hill. See, that's how I know I didn't see it. Jonah Hill's on the no-watch list. See, now, War Dogs, I did see that on... Uh, on his list. What no, is... it's it, anything with Jonah Hill, it's no watch for me. Really? Yeah. I, I refuse to watch War Dogs. Well, exactly. And it's not because of Jonah Hill. It just looks dumb. Now, this says, ha-ha, my ex-brother-in-law, he grew up in Cape May. He can be kind of a bleep, not going to lie. Now, this is at 138, so this is just a minute ago. Is, is this person? I thought the guy's from, who are we talking about? Who Miles is this? Teller. Yeah, but he's from Downingtown. But he, he, this texter says he grew up in Cape May. Well, maybe he did. Maybe he had a house down there. Is that in, Cape in May. the IMDb no, or the a, Wikipedia he page? Can go and shore, you know, go to the shore points and stay in Cape May. Now listen, a lot I of them go to the shore. Bears have fired Mark Helfrich, offensive coordinator. Yeah. Wow. And, and apparently Doug Marone is staying on as the Jaguars head coach. That. I saw that. Unbelievable. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Hey, Tom, just because Taylor Swift used to come stay in Stone Harbor doesn't mean anything. Exactly. No, that's my point, is that even if you summer in a certain – like, if you spend two months a year in a certain area, you didn't grow up in that area. Bradley Cooper was in War Dogs. Bradley Cooper's right? in everything now. Yeah. Yeah, true. He's in a lot. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you grew up going somewhere, but you didn't grow up there. You grew up in Downingtown, Ben Salem. Yeah, but if you spent every summer at at Cape May at a certain house, you you spent three months of your life every year there. It's kind of growing up there, too. You you grew up going there, I think, is how I would phrase it. This guy here, he he bothers me. He bothers me. The fact that you don't respond with a Go Birds and you claim on Wikipedia, IMDb well, pages that you're an Eagles fan? Now, you know, he didn't do his own Wikipedia page. Somebody did it. That's true. Right? That's true. So maybe he's not that big of a fan. I hope he is. If you're from Downingtown, you don't like the Eagles, what's wrong with is you? Is he sitting next to Mike Trout at the playoff game? Oh, God, I hope not. Nobody could be pandering to a bigger audience than Mike Trout. I mean, right? you know, Dallas Goddard scores the first touchdown. He's going to take that ball right over to Mike Trout like he needs another football. Or Miles Teller now. Yeah. Poor, Poor Bradley Teller. Cooper. Poor Miles. You know, all this was was a random tech. This guy probably could have mistaken him for somebody else. Born in Downingtown, lived and grew up in Cape May, moved to Florida around junior high. See? Has a good family. While he can be a blank, he's usually a good dude. His best movies were spectacular now in Whiplash. All I'm saying is when somebody, if you're from Downingtown or Cape May Courthouse, 
and somebody in a different part of the country or world comes up to you and says, hey, I'm a Birds fan or go Birds, it's your God-given duty, forget right, but duty to respond, go Birds. Back after this. Mays and Aton with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Wow, according to Shad Khan, Tom Coughlin was a major and the problem down in Jacksonville because everybody else is coming back. Well, yeah, uh, yeah according to, uh, to um, the owner, um, Coughlin got him in hot water with the league. Well, the whole thing about the NFLPA telling players mandatory, not to sign there, Mandatory right? workouts right. and all the stuff which really weren't mandatory. They were making you know players feel like they had to come, and that's a no-no. So, you know, that could do bad things for them in free agency. So he had to get rid of Coughlin, I guess. You know, Coughlin still thinks it's 1975, right? Uh, but, yeah, the, the head coach, Marone, comes back. The offensive coordinator is back. GM is back. I mean, that team yeah. was not good this year. They no. were not a good they, football They underachieved. Team. They got some talent Absolutely underachieved. And Leonard yeah. Fournette took a step back. The quarterback situation. He doesn't fit the offense. You're right. Fournette. You're right. And they drafted him so high and then almost thought they could plug and play him. Mm-hmm. But no matter what the quarterback situation is, Leonard Fournette can disappear in games, and he's just too talented for that. And so, he was injured. Well, yeah, he was banged up for a little bit, but still, he was healthy a lot this year. And that's the problem that this team ran. I'm, now, what do they crazy. do with Foles? What do they do with the Foles Minshew situation? I, that's kind of bizarre. I think you need a new quarterback altogether. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can go into competing in a division now. But Ryan Tannehill most likely will not be back in Nashville. I can't see them. You don't think him. so? That's gonna. They beat the Patriots. He's up for a big contract, man. Well, you got to end up paying your quarterback money. If well, the problem though is that Derrick Henry's up for a big deal too. Yeah. Well, who's more important to that team right now? Right now. Uh Well, they weren't winning when Mariota was quarterback. Very fair. Very fair. Okay. And Derrick Henry was still out there on the field. So. And you, you can go find another Derrick Henry kind of guy. Um, I don't know about that. Derrick Henry is – there aren't many guys – this is what Josh Jacobs, I think, can be. Like, there aren't many guys who can keep you in a game when you're down seven knowing that he you can still run. Like, Ezekiel Elliott, you're not going to – you know, Saquon Barkley, you're not going to pull away from. But Derrick Henry's isn't he in that level now? Hasn't yeah, he if, pro- if he played for another team – People would probably think of him that way. But because he plays with the Titans, you know, they're a team that we don't pay attention to. Yeah, that's you true. You know what I mean? We do ignore. Like if he was with the New Orleans Saints, you know, oh, if he was be... with, you know, uh, I mean, you pick it. If he was with the Rams. Absolutely. Think about that. The Rams got shoved down our throat as disappointing of a season as mm-hmm. they had this year. Sixers are resting and beat today. No worries. Simmons won't miss from the three-point line today. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, do you think he takes one today? Mm, without Embiid on the floor? I don't know. He's taken one since uh, Brett Brown gave him the, uh, well, his people. He sent a message through the media to his people. Yeah. Wanting one per game. Is that He's it? He's taken one. Agent. Sister. Yep. Anybody who's, list- yep. Anybody who's listening. Yeah. Fellas, thank you for being a staple of my afternoons. You two returning on radio together on a regular basis this year has been an outstanding year. I appreciate the unique interactions and how much you give up kudos to us, the listeners. Josh, you're a big part of this, too. Excellent job. Here's to Mays and Aton 2020. Thank you. That's Alfie in Abington. Oh, and wow. Alfie's been with us both together a and individually time. from 
Yeah, day one, man. So we love Alfie and, and appreciate, appreciate him. Appreciate it. Like that's that's the level of growth that I think we've had with listeners for a long time in this area is it's not just a text. It's not just a phone call. It's seeing people at remotes. It's when we're doing stuff. It's, hey, right. Alfie, come over. You, you know, right. you live eight minutes away from me. Come over to the house. You know, Alfie's obviously a longtime, lifelong Detroit Lions fan. Right. All right. So he deals with a lot of pain. <laughs> you know, so Alfie is in need of entertainment. You know, to get his mind off yeah, of, I didn't think of it that the way. travails of his football team. Yeah, so, I didn't think of it that way. You know, I take that compliment very seriously. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Not believing the LeBron not tipping. He bought Cleveland a damn school, and he don't tip. Well, there's, you know, I'm not saying that he didn't tip either. We we read a text. But I'm just saying, like, there's certain things that celebrities do that are very nice things with their money, and they get lots of adulation for it. It's what you do when the cameras aren't on. Right. When, the, you know, when people are working hard to cater to you behind, you know, and you're not, there's no TV cameras. Correct. And you slide the guy a nice tip. And like this isn't the 50s where, right. you know, Frank Sinatra, wherever the hell, you know, is walking around with stacks of, of hundreds yeah. in his vest. Hey, baby, come here. Yeah, yeah. Go buy yourself. Right, yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, now everything is plastic. Hey, doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and if he didn't want to do it, he'd have Sammy Davis Correct. do it or Dean. Correct. You know, hey, Dino, th- throw him a hundred. So that's what I'm saying, and, and we brought this up earlier, which is there could very well be a Dino or Sammy or somebody in the crew right. in which LeBron, oh, man, you see that LeBron was eating. He ate there for two hours. They had Cristal, they had fine wine, they had all this stuff. He didn't. You see, he didn't even leave anything. But his guy did. Correct. Somebody right. went up to the to the restaurant and said, "Hey," or right. you know, maybe they have a tab. Uh, this has happened before too. A friend of mine owned a restaurant in Nashville, and what they did is they had a tab. So at the end of the month, they would go to the agent, they would go to the rep, they would go to the brother, whoever it is, tab. and say, "Look, yeah. you know, you guys owe ten G's. You guys owe whatever." And they'd say, "All right, here you go." They write a check. And a lot of that, a lot of the tab stuff is meant to be where you go in, you go out. Now, again, in that particular case, the restaurant, the guy who owned the restaurant had it set so that anybody who served would then go back and get a percentage. Mm -hmm. So you may have to wait a month to get a tip, but you're going to get like $1,000. Right, right, right. So it's crazy how this thing works. That's all I'm saying. Likely Titans pay Tannehill. Titans pull that upset. Foles to the Patriots. Foles to the Patriots. I don't know what happens mm. with the New England Patriots, but could you? Uh, okay, real quick, just think about this. We've got a minute left anyway. All right. Yeah. If, in fact, Tom Brady moves on after this year, Bill Belichick, for all intents and purposes in this conversation, Harry, is still the head coach. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would want to bring in a rookie? Or do you think he would want to bring in, like, a 30-year-old vet? Like, Ryan Fitzpatrick becomes a guy that I think this, the Patriots well, would want. Well, he's coming back with the Dolphins, apparently. Maybe you'd make a trade. Well, they have Stidham on the on the roster, the, the Auburn kid. Yeah, but he's, what, two years in the league now? Yeah. That's my point. Do you think Belichick? Belichick's like Pop. I could you think s- Pop wants to sit there and, and explain the game to a rookie? I could see Foles ending up in Indianapolis with Reich. Huh. As Andrew Luck's backup? No, Andrew Luck. No, no, no. No, they move on from Jacoby Brissett. Car to the Pats. Now you're reaching. Come on. Gruden gets Tua. I don't know if Tua goes in the first. Do you think Tua's going to go in the first round of this draft? Oh, man. Yeah, probably. I mean, wouldn't you rather take the kid from Georgia from Frost? No, I I wouldn't want either one. Jake Frost? 
You know that Ooh. kid? That kid coming out of uh, Louisiana Tech? No, I'm not taking him either. Back after this. Happy New Year.